0: everyone to another episode of the bleed hockey podcast episode 95 um definitely had some a turbulent time uh this past week uh, and within um world news and all that which we will save for the end i feel like ending on a kind of a sad note uh on this episode so if you don't want to end on a sad note Stay away from like the last five minutes of the episode, just giving you a heads up. Uh, mainly, that's why the uh, title of this episode is It's a Cold World Nowadays. But um, we'll touch on that on the other uh, tail end of the episode. So uh, until then, uh, let's dive in. First off, obviously, this ain't coming out on Saturday. This is coming out on a Monday because, uh, you know, scheduling. So there you go. Um, some things that occurred though um, was number one, Jamie Ben getting fi- fined $5,000 uh, this past Friday night for uh, squirting a water bottle in the face of a Blackhawks player. That was kind of hilarious. Um, there you go. <laughs> Um, just just forewarning you, this is gonna be a really short episode. Just a really short episode. Um, just for uh you know, chronological uh sake. Um, uh, but yeah, trades. I had some trades though. Um, so the Toronto Maple Leafs acquired goaltender Carter Hart. Uh, not Carter Hart. Carter Hart. Uh, Carter, Hart uh, Carter Hart. Uh, Carter Hutton. Different Carter. They wish they had Carter uh, Carter Hart probably, but um, they acquire goaltender Carter Hart, St. Louis Blues legend right there from uh, the Arizona Coyotes uh, in exchange for future considerations. Don't know what those future considerations are, but future considerations nonetheless. Uh, And then Hutton cleared waivers and uh, was sent straight to the Marlies uh, in the AHL. The Coyotes acquired in a second trade not a separate trade. Uh, the Coyotes acquired forward Nick Ritchie and a conditional pick uh, of a either a 2025 second round or a 2023 third round pick from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for forward Ryan Dezingle and defenseman Ilya Labushkin. Ilya Labushkin. I was a big fan of him. And hopefully he can make some uh, make some noise for the Leafs um, liked him as a coyote, and uh, I guess it's exciting that he's at least on a team that I at least have a jersey of. So, there you go. Um, and the Coyotes still making draft, um, some trades here. The Coyotes acquire a 2024 seventh round pick, uh, in exchange uh, to the Boston Bruins for defenseman Michael Callahan. So, uh, a team. Definitely, still looking to vigorously, uh, not even retool, straight up just rebuild. Um, and as the Coyotes find themselves in quite the crossroads, um, as they, as I kept covering on this on this podcast, along with the YouTube channel, uh, Easy Hockey Reviews, that along with the fact that they're getting evicted from their building that they've been playing for however long. Uh, moving into a college 5,000 seat arena for the time being, in hopes to somehow, some way, get an arena deal uh, in Tempe. Still no solidification with that, um, along with, but um, I guess now uh, there's reports that the Virgin owner is uh, not really being um, transparent with. Uh, any of the players or any sort of uh, sense of the word, kind of keeping players in the dark with things, um, along with the fact that the franchise has been known for not paying stuff on time and all that, including having, uh, back when John Chaka was the general manager, uh, having to forfeit picks because they did uh, their own sort of combine before the combine which was illegal um and bill armstrong comes in after Cheka gets fired or resigns either or can't even remember anymore um and with his expertise and his wealth of knowledge that he got with his time with the st louis blues trying to turn his team around now i'd say that the moves that he's been making um short term don't look like uh you know you might not think that but I I have good faith in Bill Armstrong that he's going to do a really fantastic job with what the ownership group that the coyotes currently have can give him. I will say that. Now I will say that yeah I will say this if there's any faults within the next 3 to 5 years of the coyotes franchise I want to go on on record and say it was most likely 95% not the fault of Bill, Fo- uh, uh, not Bill so many bills. Bill Armstrong, it'll be because of uh, Xavier Guerrieres, the friggin' owner of the, uh, no, no, not Xavier Guerrieres, I think that's the uh, CEO or one of the front office guys, uh, or at least part of the ownership group, uh, Alex Morello, uh, the owner of the Coyotes, he's going to be the problem. So we'll see how that shakes out for him. But yeah, they're, they're making some moves. So there you go. Uh, in other news, Toronto played uh, placed newly acquired forward uh, Ryan Dezingle on waivers. So um, there you go. And <laughs> right after he gets put on waivers, um, the San Jose Sharks play. All right, we'll take Ryan Dezingle off. Up your hands, and now he's a San Jose shark now. So there you go. Um, but going back to the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, yeah, going back onto the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, General Manager Kyle Dubas uh, provided an update. Um, it was about two days ago that I got this information and I needed to update that, that uh, time frame. But uh, so basically, um, The Maple Leafs' first round pick, 15th overall, from the 2020 uh, NHL draft, uh, Ronyon Amirov uh, has been diagnosed with a brain tumor. Uh, And he played uh, in the KHL for Salvat UFA, of the KHL uh, this past season. Um, But he suffered an injury to open the season. Uh, during the course of his recovery from this, uh, from that injury, he developed some uh, unrelated symptoms from his injury, uh, which then triggered them to look into it and then found out that he was indeed um, suffering from a brain tumor, which he is currently undergoing uh, treatment at a medical facility in Germany and will not be playing for the remainder of the season, although um as we get into why they meant that he, well regardless of the state of the world uh, it's long story short he's getting the treatment that he needs and uh basically khaldub is saying hey you got full support turn on maple leaves and i'll say here um hopefully he has a speedy recovery because you know that shit nasty it's real nasty um and hopefully he's all right and uh take his take his time you gotta gotta take time with that um yeah second to last actually third to last story here uh and sean pa announced a a new quote-unquote new partnership to deliver original content and unique experiences to tiktok's global community Uh, The Stadium Series game that happened on Saturday in Nashville uh, and the Heritage Classic in Hamilton, Ontario, will be featuring a TikTok tailgate stage featuring performances by some of TikTok community's favorite artists. Uh, Other content will be including player fashion interviews, who wore it best and get dressed with the best segments and other programming designed to showcase player personalities and personal styles. Now, I'll say this. I ain't on the TikTok train. I ain't trying to get into that mess because I see how people are on TikTok and they'll just be flipping and flipping and flipping and flipping and flipping and then they're just like sucked into it. I like I, I, I was around when Vine was a thing. I was, you know, I was in that, but I ain't trying to have any more of my, you know, attention spans sucked into something. But for the betterment of the league and how we keep bitching and moaning, about how they need to showcase player personalities and personal styles. This is actually one of the better ways to do that, especially with the younger audience. audience. So, uh, props to the NHL, the NHLPA, doing that. Uh, actually, making some strides to you know grow the game. That's the whole pr- mission. Unlike a certain league, the you know Major League Baseball that wants to freaking tarnish their league, the NHL seems to be actually wanting to you know make strides to make it better. So. Props to you. Props to you. Now, lastly, before going to the ad break, we have some stats for you. First off, this past game, this past Tuesday, uh, the St. Louis Blues went into Philadelphia. Uh, and Craig Berube now sits fifth all-time uh, in most coached games for the St. Louis Blues uh, with 240 games at that point. By now, I think... He's at 241. Yeah, I think he's at 241 now. Uh, because after that game, I think they're yeah, I don't think they played another game until this pat uh yesterday uh in Chicago, which we'll have a game in a night up uh, by the time this comes up. So there you go. Um, but yeah, fifth passing uh Jacques Demers, uh fifth all time. You know, sits fifth all time now. So, congrats to Chief Craig Barubi. And lastly, this past Saturday, just a funny little tip in information for you. Um, it's not every day that you have a real high-scoring game in the National Hockey League. Um, regardless of where you are in the standings, it's rarely rare that you put up, you see double digits for a team, let alone... Total combined goals between both teams being more than a score that occurs in the National Football League, where a touchdown gives you six points, with the field goal after a touchdown at seven, and so on and so forth. In other leagues like basketball, where you can get a one or two or three pointers, the NHL, it's hey. Get a goal, it's one point on the board there. Well, this past Saturday, the Detroit Red Wings and the Toronto Maple Leafs decided, Hey, let's set some. I'm pretty sure that there's got to be, it's close to a record, at least in modern era. That's definitely for sure a record, got to be in modern era, uh, National Hockey League, where the Toronto Maple Leafs did indeed beat the Detroit Red Wings in Detroit, however, the score. The Leafs put up 10 goals on the wings, which I'm like, all right. You know, they got a lot of firepower. They got a lot of money, you know, tied up in that team. It would make sense for them to put up 10. But the thing that was baffling to me, which also strikes, honestly, if you think about it, it shouldn't surprise me because they still, you know, this is the team that locked up half their cap for just four guys. And they're all forwards and not defensemen just saying wink, wink, nudge, nudge that the Detroit Red Wings put up seven on the Toronto Maple Leafs. So do with that, which, what you will. But um, yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny. And um, now it's out in the ether. There you go. So uh, when we get back, we'll just do a little roundup and then uh, end it. So uh, yeah, catch you on the other side. All right, so we're back and uh, going into your roundup here. Now, I understand this is coming out on a Monday. I'm not going to be doing the standings retroactive to today. I'm doing it retroactive to Saturday morning before any game started, just for uh, continuity's sake. So here we go. Uh, And no changes in the standings for the Atlantic Division. Montreal still eighth place with a record of 12, 12, 33, and 7. Buffalo still 7th place with a record of 16 28 and 8, Ottawa still 6th place with a record of 19 26 and 5, Detroit still 5th place with a record of 23 23 and 6. The Boston Bruins, second wild card in the Eastern Conference at that point, he's they're now the first, but once again, we're not getting, we're not going to get into that, we're not going to get into that. They're the second place in this scenario, uh second wild card spot. 4th place Overall in the Atlantic Division with a record of 30, 17, and 4. The Toronto Maple Leafs still third place with a record of 33, 14, and 4. Tim Bay Lightning still second place with a record of 33, 11, and 6. And the Florida Panthers still first place with a record of 35, 12, and 5. The Metropolitan Division, the Philadelphia Flyers and New Jersey Devils like to play hot potato with the last place in the Metropolitan Division. And this time, Philadelphia has a hot potato as they fall one spot from 7th to 8th place with a record of 15, 26, and 10. Uh, New Jersey Devils don't have a hot potato right now, but they might have it uh, come Saturday time. But we'll have to wait and see there. Um, With a record of 18, 28, and 5, jumping up one spot from 8th to 7th. The New York Islanders, still 6th place with a record of 19, 20, and eight. The Columbus Blue Jackets still fifth place with the record of 27, 23 and 1. At least someone in this goddamn league is, you know, taking my um, regulation plus overtime wins thing to heart because they only have one overtime loss. Um, Washington Capitals still first place. Uh, no, first, no, You're still first wild card in the Eastern Conference. 4th uh, place overall in the Metropolitan Division with a record of 28, 16, and 9. The Pittsburgh Penguins fall down two spots from 1st to 3rd with a record of 31, 14, and 8. The New York Rangers, 2nd place in the Metropolitan Division, jumping up one spot from 3rd to 2nd with a record of 33, 13, and 5. And the Carolina Hurricanes reclaim their 1st place spot in the Metropolitan Division, jumping up one spot from 2nd to 1st with a record of 35, 11, and 4. Moving on to the Western Conference side of things, they call the Arizona Coyotes. The Arizona Coyotes still 8th place with a record of 13, 34, and 4. The Chicago Blackhawks still 7th place and still suck ass with a record of 18, 26, and 8. The Winnipeg Jets still 6th place with a record of 22, 20, and 9. The Dallas Stars, ours, 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 ours with a record of 28, 20, and 3, still 5th place, and are knocking on a door to a playoff spot. Uh, knocking on the door, they are. The National Predators hold the first wild card in the Western Conference with a record of 30, 18, and 4, 4th place in the Central Division, 3rd place in the Central Division. A Minnesota Wild with a record of 31, 15, and 3, chopping down one spot from 2nd to 3rd. Your 2019 Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues, are second place in the Central Division with a record of 30, 14, and 6, jumping up one spot from third to second and still first place and still first place in the entire league, mind you. The Colorado Avalanche with a record of 37, 10, and 4. Have not moved, budged from the Central Division first place spot ever since taking it once they, you know, got their shit together. And lastly, the Pacific Division with a record of 16, 33, and 5 is your Seattle Kraken. Still eighth place, still suck ass, still underachieving under my eyes. The San Jose Sharks, seventh place, still seventh place with a record of 23, 22, and 6. The Vancouver Canucks, still sixth place with a record of 25, 22, and 6. Anaheim Ducks still fifth place with a record of 25, 19, and nine. It's amazing that they at one time had the first place in the Pacific Division. What the fuck happened? The Edmonton Oilers, fourth place, second wild card in the Western Conference with a record of 28, 20, and three, dropping down one spot from third to fourth. The LA Kings jumping up one spot from fourth to third, who have a record of 27, 17, and seven. Your Vegas Golden Knights, second place for yet another week with a record of 29, 18, and four, and first place in the Pacific Division for another week is your Calgary Flames, Saskatchewan, not Saskatchewan, Alberta, 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 with a record of 30, 14, and six. So that's your standing roundup, and that is the episode. So, um, yeah, all I've got uh, to say at the end of the show, just to give a resounding support to those affected by the crisis up in ukraine right now uh thoughts go out or if you believe in in prayers um prayers go out as well to uh all those affecting in ukraine and hopefully there can be some uh resolution sooner rather than later um and hopefully nothing escalates too out of hand uh with this but that's all we can all I'm gonna really say about it other than that you know support them and if there's any and if you're able to help in any way by all means um help out I'm sure there's plenty of links out there uh give it a little quick Google I'm sure that um looking to help out there's gonna be some uh ways to help out but um yeah thoughts go out to those being affected in Ukraine and watching it very closely. Um, hopefully all goes well, but, um, but yeah, kind of shitty to, to end it on a, a, in a kind of a sour note, but you know, gotta be said, but anyway, um, that's been that, that's been this. And I'll catch you on Saturday. Cause I actually recorded it on Saturday. I will record it on Saturday. I will record it on Saturday. And it will be out on Saturday on schedule this week uh, until then. I'll catch you all next one. Thank you very much.